Is that my little baby hey. boy? Sorry. Hey. Dude, I didn't get any of those notifications. The fuck? I've been like on the phone. <laughs> Just talking? talking no, I mean like I've been like I've had my phone on me. In my you. phone's been on me. Oh. It's the opposite. I've been on the phone. It's wait. Hmm. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. I put my phone in my butt. Well, yeah, obviously everyone does that. Yeah. It'd be weird if you didn't. <laughs> Thank you for normalizing my deviancy. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Abba, Abba? Abba, 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 Amelia. Nope. <laughs> no? It's double Abba. Double the Abba and double the fun. And double the pun. <laughs> Nothing to say to that, huh? Double the nuns. Double. What? Sister Act Two, yeah. Oh man, did you hear? Did you hear? Double the, the nuns, double the funds, <laughs> the funds, the funds. I'm. That's uh, man. If they did not have that as their tagline for that movie, they really missed a beat. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Music puns, get it? Fun. Now we're having fun. Welcome to Think Outside the Box set. It's a podcast where we learn to appreciate an artist's back catalog. learn to appreciate an artist's back catalog. I'm Cameron I'm DeWitt. Nathan Hunt. What are we listening to, <laughs> Nathan? We're not only listening to ABBA, we're also listening to ABBA. Yes. ABBA's very own ABBA. Their E-Pony Mouth yeah. album. <laughs> wow, that's a callback to the say, first right? couple seconds of the first episode, episode of one. this podcast. The Phantom yeah. Joke. Yeah. Um, so this album is, <laughs> How dare you. you like that? <laughs> Which one of us do you think is the Jar No, we're both the Jar Jar Binks on this podcast. <laughs> Mesa's so incompetent. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is kind of like an unfunny Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> and also racist. <laughs> oh yeah. An unfunny and racist <laughs> Ralph Wiggum. Yeah. Don't forget that. Oh uh, yeah. So he's sort of a blend of like Uncle Tom and Ralph Wiggum. Good Stop for him. talking <laughs> forever. Die. Okay. Oh, you sound just right. like what my mother used to say to me. <laughs> Does she listen to this show? I think you so. Talk so much Hi, about how much she scorns you. <laughs> it's not actually true. It's just a stupid thing to say. <clears throat> um, this album is hard to Google for because it's called Abba Abba. <laughs> what? But you also you also can't. I've never heard the the phrase "hard to Google for." Well, I know what you mean. Hard it's, to Google at. Hard to Google it, upon. Hey, here here's the first tangent of the show because the first um, tangent. You know, spoiler of alert! I I basically hate this album and I don't really <gasps> want to talk about it. I'm what are you talking about? But um, I I think it's so goddamn patronizing when people do that. Like, have you tried to Google it? Or when they do that, like, let me Google that for you. Well, thing that's the whole point online. That's the whole point of that is to be patronizing. Being patronizing. <laughs> yeah. But it, I th- I feel like it's inaccurately patronizing because the whole, the whole thing is that sometimes it's hard to Google because you have to know what to Google. Well, they should make a what to Google.com. That's well, that's a, that's a point, but how do I, how do I Google? Teach me how to Google. Teach me, teach me how to Google. I think, I mean, it sounds like you're just mad at people misusing that because if you use it the right, if you use it the right way, if someone asks you a question, 
and you just like literally copy and paste what they asked you and put it into like the let me google that for you website okay. that's usually the way i use it to be patronizing right towards my friends <laughs> who i hate <laughs> fuck you my friends i so, love you hot takes <laughs> <laughs> um so you hated this album no i just i I was really bored by it really i really disliked most of the songs yeah uh hmm yeah there's definitely some like filler ones especially in the middle um i think this is the most fill hmm i don't know I, i enjoyed it i don't know i just had a good time listening to it okay great um mr positive yeah i mean there's a couple songs that are just like bleh meh and i guess when when i take a look at it it's almost half the album but yeah dude the ones that are good are really really good this album sucks <laughs> but this is the album with uh mama mia yeah I here like that they go well. again there they go again yeah so cameron what here's a question i've been thinking about and wrestling with as they used to say at our university um what do we want oh my god <laughs> okay <laughs> uh what do we want from abba because yeah i I don't know. Like they, they clearly have more depth than a lot of pop music. Um, they usually have songs that are about something, which is not necessarily something you can say for a lot of pop acts, um, especially ones that are bubblegummy in any way. Um, but they don't also necessarily have lyrics that lend themselves really to close reading. Like right. there isn't a lot, like a lot of hidden meaning in a lot of these songs to be uncovered, especially this album, you know? E- exactly. Yeah. Uh, I want ABBA to rise above their station and to rise above, um, people's general, like the people's general opinion of ABBA. Uh huh. I, I, I want to be able to prove people wrong. And so far, like this album is just so goddamn like silly and not in a very fun way. Um, it's just kind of pointless. Well, you're being of, so hard on it. Why are you so just, grumpy, like, Cameron? Is it because you're boring. so busy? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, let's look at the last, uh, look at the last album. Uh, Waterloo uh-huh. is like maybe an imperfect song, but it's like trying something really hard and has an, int- <laughs> like an interesting and pretty dark, um, you know, metaphor. Um, sitting in the palm tree musically was amazing and not very interesting lyrically, but musically it was really good. Really? King Kong song was really funny. Was it? Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> that song's I just hilarious. I don't like those past two songs you just talked about very much. Okay. Asa Manano, I felt it was mostly a filler. My mom, Okay, so yeah, we we did fight about a lot of that songs yeah. on the last... I, I had <laughs> I a change of heart. I, I changed like, my okay, mind. Uh, and I, yeah. you were the first in... ABBA was the first in line. Okay. And <laughs> that's coming up. I can't wait for that fucking song. Um, you know, uh I'm coming around on ABBA. I'm being more positive. All right. Uh, well, I'm coming down on them right now because I'm bored and I don't want to be bored. And I'm scared. I'm panicked. <laughs> <laughs> sound like a little baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So you didn't like the music on this album? No, I've, I don't know. I felt like a lot of it was like pretty straight ahead and didn't have much to chew on. Hmm. Um. Not a lot of good hooks. Mm-hmm. A lot of them just felt like basic ass songs. Basic ass songs? Yeah. Basic songs about asses? And I'm a boob man. <laughs> well, we know that. <laughs> um, I do think, I do think, I think one thing I liked about this album is it started to feel like ABBA has a better idea of who they are. 
Like I, yeah. it feels more cohesive. They got more of those female fronted vocals and it just feels like ABBA is coalescing in a way that we haven't heard in the last two albums. And it, it's just like more consistent in terms of style and type of song. Yeah. So I appreciated that. Um, I mean, they do also give themselves some latitude to experiment. There's a Jimmy Buffett style song. There's like some country influence on at least two of these songs. Um, which song do you want to start? Do you want to start with Mamma Mia? Because it's the first song and it's possibly Ooh. the best one. Or should we uh, save that for the, the bitter end or the best for last? Um, do you think that it's that it's the best? It might be. Yeah, it might be. Uh, maybe not uh, lyrically. Well, yeah. Do you want to do, maybe let's talk about Hey, Hey, Helen. Hey, hey, Helen. So I think this might be a contender for the best lyrics of the album. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is... uh, some like interesting darkness here that we don't really see on many of the songs on this album, but that we have seen on a couple of the songs from the first and second album. Yeah. So yeah, I I would like more of this. Yeah, please. Okay. But it's really positive. So this is a song about Helen and Helen, uh, kicks the man out of her house. Well, it's not all positive. Uh, the first verse, I, I was reading the first verse and I was like, So it goes, let me read the entire thing real quick. So at least you're free. It's the way you wanted it to be and the price you paid. At at last you're free. So at last you're free. Oh, shit, you're right. It's the way you wanted it to be and the price you paid to become a woman of today. Is it worth the pain to see the children cry? Does it hurt when they ask for daddy? Um, So That sounds a little accusatory. It does. And when I first read it, I was like, holy shit, they're like coming down hard on this woman. Yeah. Um, and then the chorus, the, it, it goes, it's a pretty simple chorus. It says, Hey, Hey, Helen, now you live on your own. Hey, Hey, Helen, can you make it alone? Yes, you can. So up until that last line, I was like, uh, they're kind of harsh on this woman, but then it yeah. sort of blossoms into this like power, like empowering ballad about this woman. Yeah. And generally the sort of the, yes, you can is like kind of buried in the mix. Um, mm-hmm. and it's sort of an echo, um, and an afterthought. Um, in, in general, the, the lyrics, uh, at the forefront are, yeah, kind of negative. Um, and then the echoes are like positive and encouraging. So it's like, I feel like it's a, this song is about, um, people's impression, uh, like pe- people being judgmental. Yeah. I mean, it's and not that- all negative about her. The second verse ends with, but you're right. You had to take a check, second chance. So you had to fight to find. So you fight to find your freedom. It's true. So it, it does like have, I, I mean, I feel like it's kind of a nuanced take. It's like th- the way that this woman is claiming her liberty is kind of a Pyrrhic victory. She, yes. it's, it, it comes at enormous cost, which I think is very like clear eyed and real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not ideal. It's yeah. It's not like a, Garf song that would yeah. just sort of <laughs> now you can do whatever you want and you can be uh and you'll be happy forevermore mm-hmm. or something yeah doesn't he have a song or two like that oh he's got breakups yeah i think he does yeah i mean he he had some nuance he didn't he had some yeah um uh yeah i like this um hey, hey helen this is part of the 
I think the second chorus. Hey, hey, Helen, what's the matter with you? Hey, hey, Helen, don't you know what to do? Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like this song pretty well. I mean, I'm not crazy about the music, but... Yeah, me either. Um, but I do appreciate the storytelling. I appreciate the the nuance. Yeah. And the lyrics. Um, and that, like, yeah, when, when someone... When they have this sort of, like, complicated... Um, when they don't just come out and say like a some sort of like simple statement, it makes you like actually engage with it and uh, yeah, care about this character. Yeah, still know what she. I mean, we don't know what he did or if he deserved right, it or yeah. not, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it could be he was objectively bad. It could be just like it wasn't working he out. Was, he or she was unable to appreciate him you know yeah but either way it's like an empowering song about her yeah and yeah it's kind of cool yeah especially uh, yeah uh with um i think because it's women voices i think it's all the more empowering um because yeah, it would be kind of patronizing when, if it came from a man maybe yeah, <laughs> or at least it even, would feel that yeah. way even when men are being like supportive sometimes, like when they talk to women, it's just like, oh, come on. <laughs> I think it would be hard to pull off these kind of nuanced lyrics with male voices. Yeah. Because now, Bjorn and, Bjorn and Benny did write this song. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I think they, like you suggested last time, I think they, they've realized the power of their uh, the female vocalists in their band. Yeah. And um, the perspective they sort of offer just by having their voices. Yeah. Saying certain words from their mouths. Oh, that's, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah I, I shouldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> um, yeah, this song is, it's not like amazing musically, but it is very catchy. And that's there is one, mm-hmm. there is one uh, amazing music moment though. Oh, did you get a sound did sample of that? Uh, yeah. It's the one that says, Hey, Hey, Helen, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, Okay. Chili Dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Stevie Wonder show off. You just got all those golden rings. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. I had some onion rings the other couple a couple days ago. So fucking good. Those are good. my favorite golden rings. Those are real good. Those. Well, see, my, my, my take on it is that onion rings are always a gamble because... When you mess up onion rings, they're completely unbearable, which is not, yeah. not true of French fries. French fries it, are very I'll hard to screw up. put up with some up. shitty French fries. Yeah. Like, you have to work hard to make bad French fries. But good onion rings are fairly rare, and I've had some very bad ones. <laughs> I'm just, like, imagining, like, um, somebody at a restaurant who just, like, doesn't want to be there. They're like, I'm going to make the shittiest fries possible. <laughs> he keeps I'm really going to work at it. Just, like... Getting drunk and eating him and not giving a shit. He's like, damn it. <laughs> God damn it. They're and still I feel good. Even less empowered. <laughs> I tried to ruin them and they're still good. Yeah. But what I was going to say is that this album also just, it just has like a lot of earworms on it. And I think ABBA has been That's writing great. consistently the catchiest music that we've covered on this podcast. It's just like, you're right. It's, I, I totally agree with that. Constantly getting stuck in my head and I love it. I think I said at one point that I think one of the best things music can do or be is to be catchy. Um, Cause usually that means there's like, well, hopefully it would mean that it is a good melody. That is something that is memorable. Sometimes it just means that a song is extremely repetitive. 
This is a song that never ends. That actually has a pretty good melody. <laughs> and it goes on. It's kind of Looney Tunes. Yeah. Especially the part, the B part. Some people started singing it. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. little pause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people started singing it. It's very uh, animated. Yeah, you right. That song's a, that song's a blapper. It's a, it's a blapper. <laughs> this is a blapper. Blapper. That shit bang. All right. Uh, <laughs> gang, gang. Uh, gang, gang. Um, what else? Do you want to talk about Tropical Loveland? Uh, yeah. You Because like, you love it so much? I love it. This song's purely speculative. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagining. They're probably looking yeah. at a postcard or something. <laughs> yeah, ABBA is from Sweden. For those of you who, for some reason, this is the first episode the, you're listening the to. The tropical love land of Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's known as. I mean. I don't think I've ever heard the term love land before. I was going to bring that up. I think they might have coined it uh, to phrase it in a generous way. Um, <laughs> I think it, it more properly should be pronounced Loveland. Loveland. Which I think might be like a person's last name. Loveland. In the tropics. In the tropics. Uh, ooh, it's they call him Loveland. Tropic ooh, Calvin Loveland. With you. Life can be funny, happy, and sunny. Ooh, in my tropical Loveland. Ooh, it's a tropical Loveland. Ooh, it's a tropical Loveland. Ooh. <laughs> Come to my Loveland. Wander with me. Ooh, I know what that means. Lie with me, darling, in the shade of a tree. Ooh, phallic imagery. Uh-huh. Over the rainbow, Is under it? the moon. A tree? Yeah, anything that's like vertical. That's phallic imagery. <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> the eye sees what it's what it wants to see. <laughs> uh anything up is a dick. <laughs> anything could be up. anything could be phallic imagery if you commit to it. Yeah. The secrets that my paradise can bring. Yeah, Here's the this two pretty bad songs. <laughs> Won't you come to my life? I think I think the drummer of ABBA, I don't know who plays drums for ABBA, but I think the drummer learned how to do that like reggae fill, like, and just wanted to, uh, he's like, can we do, mm. can we do an island song? I yeah. just learned how to play this fill. Oh, I think and you I mean uh, Ola Brunkert or perhaps Ooh. Roger Palm. Yeah. They're the drummers for ABBA, dingus. Don't you know anything? No. <laughs> well yeah i don't know why i bothered asking i do not you're right (laughs) i'll take your rhetorical and flip it back and make it Uh, real oh shit the guy who plays alto saxophone and tenor saxophone on this album is also a chess grandmaster in sweden unless wikipedia has things all all uh mixed up interesting i thought there was something very strategic about his playing (laughs) (laughs) he's he's always he's always five notes ahead uh huh. You know, if you decode, he's going off book. <laughs> if you decode his uh, his saxophone lines and assign numbers to them, they're actually numbers for chess moves, and it, <laughs> and he's actually playing a game in the middle of the song. He's playing it it's against fucking, the guitar player. It's fucking cool. It's fucking cool band. <laughs> <laughs> so it's such math rock. <laughs> oh man. 
man, this is we're having we're having a lot of fun here tonight, aren't we? But this is a pretty bad song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not that bad. I mean, it's fine, I, I like to imagine that they play that <laughs> that they play that at a show and and then in the in the middle in the vamping they're like oh yeah we're having a lot of fun here tonight <laughs> this song does suck but i'm having a good well, time well i just gotta admit it um yeah let's talk about a different song bang a boomerang bang a boomerang i i mean <laughs> do it that's what that's what australians do on a saturday night you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i'm about to find out if they're if they're a little lonely i'm gonna bang some of the boomerangs They're calling you a dumb dumb dumb, 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 Are you going to sit here and take that? I did not realize I think how the, silly the and hilarious that is. I think the goal of rhyming dumb dumb dumb, dumb with hum-dee-hum-hum. <laughs> well, also like... hum-dee-hum-hum. Okay, let's just let's just read those lyrics. Like a okay. bang, a boom, a boomerang. Dum de dum dum, be dum, be dum dum. Oh bang, a boom, a boom, a boomerang. Love is a tune, you hum de hum hum. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? I would have thought you would have been more like, how dare you? <laughs> no, I was like, I mean, you went for it. <laughs> like. They're just you going did the for impossible. It. <laughs> You've done it again, Abba. Yeah. Um, it's kind of an interesting. This is like another one of those songs I was talking about where it's actually about something. It's not just like yeah, it is. I love you, or let's have sex, or let's get high, or whatever. Which a lot of pop yeah. songs are about. It's like it's basically like um, you know, the more love you give, the more it comes back to you. Essentially, it's like it's kind of I a do, aphorism. I do like the lyric, "Sweet, sweet kisses, so tender." Always will return to sender. <laughs> Sealed with a kiss. <laughs> they kind of, I mean, they kind of do. I mean, depends on what you're I kissing, mean, no. I guess. <laughs> really depends on what, if you're kissing lips, maybe. <laughs> um, love is always around. You can look for it anywhere. Anywhere. When you feel that you found it, my advice is to take good care. I feel like this is a song to incels. <laughs> It's like stop being shitty. You can look for it anywhere, even your never, even your mom's. Never basement. use it as a selfish tool. Never ever be such a fool. Ever. Every feeling you're showing is a boomerang you're throwing. Oh, that, that's actually kind of fun. Like a little yeah. uh, little way to tie into the the theme of the song. I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's just kind of a silly rhyme too. And it's like and it's like a it's an actual metaphor and not just a simile. Yeah, you're right. Like that's rare in a song. It's true. They don't say it's like a boomerang you're throwing. It is a boomerang you're throwing. Metaphor. Life is like a highway. <laughs> I want to do something like riding it in a in a time period that's analogous to an entire night long. Man, that song's well written. You know, it's just like yeah, yeah. It's so erudite. Okay. <laughs> do I have bo- bang bang and boomerang things? No. Sounds ample? The song mostly speaks for itself, yeah. Um, you want to talk about your favorite song? Intermezzo, number one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. I don't That's know. Basically, okay. the sound sample I got. So. so just just now, I queued up the sound sample, and as it was playing, I went on the Genius and clicked on the uh, lyrics for this song. And I don't know why I did I did that because it just says <laughs> instrumental in brackets, and I already knew that because I did that earlier tonight. Plus, I knew this song was instrumental anyway. So I'm a dummy. That's what I'm saying. So this is like. Trans-Siberian orchestra at their like worst and kitschiest. Yes, <laughs> like, it's total bullshit. So <laughs> Wikipedia says about this includes a grand pseudo-classical keyboard instrumental in the traditions of Keith Emerson and Rick Wakeman, which is about as charitable as you can. That's like kind of suspiciously yeah. charitable. <laughs> <laughs> what are you hiding? Um, yeah, I kind of think that like it's just. It's so funny and so dumb that it it, it really does feel like a uh, like a Christopher Guest movie song or something. It does feel like a parody of yeah uh, like of what it frog is keyboard instrumentals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, Manhattan. What what are they called? The Steamroller. Is that what they're called? Manaheim Steamroller. Manaheim. That there's, was there is was. a Manhattan Orchestra or something though. And there's got to be at least a steamroller in Manhattan. Um, but that, <laughs> I mean, they might park it in you know Brooklyn overnight. Yeah, but there has or like been New one. Jersey. I mean, it it probably commutes there. It's probably like a not not like a <laughs> not living there. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to do you want to play that uh, audio sample that I, that I that I gave you? Is it different? Just in case there's the waveforms think... look identical. <laughs> Let's give it a shot, <laughs> shall we? No, that one goes to the second tritone yes. series. Oh, man. It stands a little Such bit farther. Tension. Yes. Apparently, the working title of this song was Mama, but with one or two M's, not three. So not like Mama of Mama Mia. Just Mama. 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 This is how uh, Bjorn Olveus and Benny Anderson think about their mothers. This is what they feel. This is their raw feeling captured in musical form. Huh. <laughs> it's very triumphant and silly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have triumphant and silly mothers. Hmm. Yep. We we could all be so lucky. <laughs> you want to talk about man in the middle? Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the, the man, man in the middle. middle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost got a sound sample of that song and played it. Um, but then we just sang it instead and we had such a sweet duet. And both of us sang so good. Both of us. Yep. <laughs> when the rest of us drink a beer, cause he's the man in the middle, never sank a fiddle, just like a spider in a compound. Stevie Wonder showed up again. Hard as a hammer, not the kind of boss. You double cross, cause he's the man in the middle, does the way to fit. That's some pretty fucking funky uh, clavinet playing. I believe that is what that is called. Hooray, I got it. I got even uh, one thing some, right. We have some good. Um, uh, we have some good genius annotations here. Oh yeah, they're they they're starting to. Yes. Uh, but uh, for verse one, um, for the lines, did you see that man in the limousine with the pretty girl? He is fifty, and the girl's only seventeen. But she doesn't care, and she never will. If he's ninety-five, she don't give a damn. 
just as long as he pays the bill. And then um, BBM baby, who uh, <laughs> I believe has been featured on the show before. BBM, uh, what? Huh? BBM baby. What is that? What does that mean? What are you talking about? That's a genius. That's a genius uh, annotator. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. He's, he's, he or she, or they've <gasps> shown up before. Oh, they're. <laughs> their bio says rap genius saved my life when it came oh to so God. many rap songs <laughs> so as far as particular rap songs go <laughs> genius saved this person's life man in the middle yep uh okay i'm just gonna go ahead and save that profile real quick <laughs> um old rich men like to go for pretty younger women wait what make them good trophy wives wait what the singer is aghast at such a young woman hanging around in parentheses. Oh, no, like the song. That's <laughs> not what that song's man, about. <laughs> but all she cares about is the old man's money and how she can get it from him. Mm. Uh, BBM goes on, on to say about the lyrics. Money. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's this is basically girl. just a, uh, what do they call that? Uh, oh, fuck. What's the new word for that? The new term? Sugar baby? Sugar daddy? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's a sugar daddy. I like to eat a sugar daddy now and then. Did you? Hear oh wait, about sugar that? babies. Which Did one is the candy? Sugar... <laughs> Either way, I, I eat them. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Did you? Do you know there's like a sugar daddy like website? Oh, I'm sure there's like a hundred million sugar daddy websites. I I, I only have accounts once. on like two or three dozen of them. <laughs> Which are you? <laughs> I'm a sugar bear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been putting on some weight, growing my beard out, yeah. uh, painting my face like Violent J. Yeah. Or sorry, no, uh, Shaggy. Getting that weird ri- wig that he has in those movies. Uh-huh. That's a reference to our bonus episodes that only our supporters will ever get. So this song is like, this song's really bad and the chorus is really <laughs> bad. And you don't the, even like the funky music? No. 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 Why not? It's funky. How dare you like this music? It's funky. It's got fun rhythms and, you know, bouncy and uh, syncopated and swung. They're real swingers. Man. Cameron, do you ever... There's two two couples in ABBA. Do you think they ever, um, (laughs) uh, you know, swapped keys? (laughs) Get divorced? Yes. Do you ever think they got uh, divorced? (laughs) Do you ever think they uh, Fleetwood? If you know what I mean. Do you ever? Do you think they ever Fleetwood Macked each other? Yeah. <laughs> Fleetwood Macking on each other. Uh, um, I wish I knew more bands from that. <laughs> I think Fleetwood Mac is probably the prime example. Yeah, there, I think so. there are not a ton of other bands that feature multiple couples in them. Um, but the seventies was a weird time. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, the song's fine. It has like a pretty facile moral where it's like, yeah, this guy's super rich and he has sugar babies and whatnot, but he can buy the most nearly anything, but he can't buy an on- an honest friend. Sigh. Those poor rich people. Yeah, who's, the, who's the real rich person? Yeah. And who's the real poor person? You know, think about it. I think rich people really deserve our sympathy. You know, if there's anyone yeah. in the world that does. Um, I think we should start giving them, uh, some handouts. Um, I think the government would be a good way to do that. Uh, maybe some tax cuts, um, some Supreme court cases. Uh, Oh, Oh, sorry. We don't have to worry about that. That's already taken care of. Okay. Hot takes. (laughs) Hot takes. Yep. 
making making music jokes, but also making a difference. <laughs> <laughs> really changing the world for the better over here. That's my man, Nathan. Yeah. Straight out of Oklahoma. Y- yes. There we go. Lots of Garth references tonight. Um, yeah. What else? Ah, there's not a ton. Oh, oh, let's talk about SOS. That song fucking rules. All right. It used to be so nice. It used to be so good. Yeah. So when you need me, darling, can't you hear me? It's always. The love you gave me, nothing else can say. That chord on beat three after they say SOS is like really pretty. It's a four chord with the guitars playing. A major the major three of the of the key at the top mm-hmm. um so it makes it's effectively a major seven chord but it's not voiced as it it's like a, melodically a major seven chord mm. and i know this is really boring but everyone should go listen to it and it's um sos and then that chord sos duh. listen for that listen for the high guitar part <laughs> Yeah, I like that. That's that's some good guitar sounds that they're playing. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate um, guitar playing that um, that is that is not uh, chords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's playing more than. I mean, he's playing like there. a lot of arpeggios, right? Yeah, and that part is like so. That's kind of chords. Know, he's he's playing a line. I mean, it's not like a melody line. He's, but he's, he's, he's doing like lines. A, yeah. <laughs> um. At. Uh, where I used to work, rock to, uh, rock to the future. Uh, there was a house band, and I would be tasked with making charts for the kids. Um, and um, a common thing that would happen is uh, the kids my would boss do cocaine. Would ask, yeah, my boss would ask me to make a a chord chart for a song that isn't really a chordal song mm-hmm. um, that you can't just like strum cowboy chords over. <laughs> um, like for instance, um, uh, I want you back. He's like, make a chord chart for this. Oh my I'm like, god! I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking make a chord chart for "I Want You Back." That song technically <laughs> has chords in it, but you can't just like play it around a campfire. It's con- it's counterpoint, you know. No, you like, just you just play the one five four or five chords. You'll be fine. <laughs> you'll you'll find a way to make it work. Uh, let's make an alt country uh, <laughs> Jackson Five cover band. <laughs> <laughs> the alan jackson five just uh th- 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 three chords and a bad time <laughs> <laughs> now that'll put asses in seats yeah uh, um one thing i really but, like about this song is how much dynamic range it has it's like a fucking pixie song the way it goes like quiet loud quiet and, it's like john malkovich yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly just start screaming for no reason at some point um but right after you whisper (laughs) what documents are you talking about osborne cox yes yes this is hello it's osborne cox who the fuck are you what documents are you talking about (laughs) you seen that movie (laughs) no that movie's so fucking good burn burn after burn after reading oh i have yeah i haven't seen that was actually (laughs) <laughs> that was Becca and my first date. <gasps> first date? Did you go fishing while, <laughs> while <on>. watching? <laughs> so you went fishing while that movie was playing on a portable DVD player or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, yeah. So this, the, like this song always surprised me when I listened to it because it opens with like this kind of sad ballad, um, that is just like, yeah, it's, it's not, I mean, if that were all what the song is, I would be kind of annoyed, but then it breaks into the chorus and it's like louder and more, uh, exuberant. Mm. What does it do musically? Does it like go to a, does it go to major? Uh, I honestly don't remember how the verse goes, but the chorus definitely isn't in a major key. Yeah. And it's in a very sweet major key. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the, the music on this one. The lyrics are, I mean, they're fine. Again, this like goes back to what do we want out of ABBA? Because I mean, I think it's kind of unfair for me to be like, I want them to have like, like, uh, introspective cerebral lyrics that you could print right. as if they were poems. <laughs> yeah, um, it's hard. To, it's 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 not often ABBA that you get the best lyrics and the best music at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I d- although in this song, I did appreciate that in the verses there are more of those three measure phrases, um, where instead of it adding up to, you know, four groups of four beats, it's three groups of four beats Mm -hmm. and uh so the first half of the verse is groups of three second half of the verse is groups of four Mm -hmm. uh yeah and i'm always down for that it catches my attention every time dt3 says cameron do it do you want to play that thing yes where are those happy days they seem so hard to find wait yeah mm, yep so, so so good good writing yeah i like the music on this one very good um all right are there other songs that are worth talking about um Ooh, before we get um, to mamma mia that is maybe we, okay let's let's just do one more let's talk about rock me because his singing is really bad because you hate it. it so much <laughs> yeah let's hate listen to it yeah I don't think it's quite as bad as the sample you had. Yeah. Cause the, <laughs> that, that, that one was like not quite as ugly and it had the female background vocalist, which mellowed things out. I don't know if the one yeah. that you sent me has those background vocals. he's trying to be like in the sex pistols or something like what is he doing it does feel like he's like trying to do something <laughs> he's like i'm just gonna try this rock why and roll would you out. ever try anything <laughs> why would anyone try anything uh trying too hard yeah it smells it smells funny it smells like teen dis spirit <laughs> um yeah nah i don't know do i have I think I pointed out some uh, lyrical. We can talk about moments. Crazy World, which is basically a Garf song. <laughs> is that the one that's uh, it's kind of country? Uh, oh, that's one of the bonus tracks. Oh, that's a bonus track. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about it. It's funny, just a little bit. As 
So um, <laughs> that was just song. The, that was the interlude. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't have a sound sample for it because it's a bonus oh, that track. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so the singer in the song um goes up to his uh, significant other's house and he s- sees a man closing the front door and he had a feeling of emptiness like he'd never had before and he thinks that uh good his, rhyme his girlfriend is cheating on him and then uh and then in the second uh in the second verse and and uh everything in my life's part of you and i just couldn't move my feet uh, so I stood on the pavement as you came out. You acted as you didn't know what it was all about. And then in uh, in the third verse, she's like, "Yeah, hey, it's just my brother. You haven't met him." <laughs> <laughs> but the way that she says it, it's just. Mwah. Then you smiled and you took my hand. There is something you said that you may not know. There's a couple of men in my life. <gasps> oh no! Oh no! Oh, but. Oh, but. And one of them is my brother, Joe. Phew. He's been gone for a long, long time, but he's back. And I think he's going to stay. You'll be seeing a lot of him. He's so nice in every way. (laughs) He's a serial killer. Confirmed. Yeah. He was was probably the worst. That's probably the worst written lyrics and worst content (laughs) lyrics (laughs) of all the content warning. Yeah. Content warning. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, we could take a quick listen to I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Oh, God. That's probably the worst song. Is it? It's sort of a countryfied vibe. boring ass Grease song. Is it? It's kind of country. this is country it's very like 70s pop country huh doesn't like dolly parton have some songs that kind of sound like this yeah probably yeah nine two five that song's really good um yep i don't have anything to say about that song mama mia i'm bored are we is that is that the cue yeah let's go It's so good. Man, it's it's such a ballsy move to have the chorus be like so stripped down. Oh man. Especially when the, the pre-chorus is like so anthemic and crashing in with like the guitars and cymbals and stuff. And then it's like it's uh just piano and uh that like little what is it, marimba, maybe? So uh yeah, I think so. Or it might be like a toy piano or something. I'm not uh-huh. really sure. Oh no, I th- I think you're right. I think it's it sounds like a marching band marimba. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for the people who aren't very, uh, worldly, um, there's some like notes in here in the genius, uh, to explain what's <laughs> going on in the song. It's just inscrutable. Uh, what could possibly this, be happening? The song's name is derived from Italian, where it is an interjection used in situations of surprise, anguish, or excitement. Literally, my mother. Yeah. It's, it's one of the more popular Italian sayings. There's mamma mia, and there's also papa pia. <laughs> I'm brother B. <laughs> sister C. <laughs> That's when you're saying goodbye to your sister. 
Uh, yeah. I, this is an, I mean, it's an interesting song because it is, I don't know, because like, uh, Mama Mia is kind of a non sequitur phrase in the song. Like all it is, is an interjection, but it's the title of the song and it's kind of what it's built around, uh, which is a very interesting songwriter choice. I always thought that this was a song about someone talking to their mother. Cause I'd never really listened to the lyrics. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're actually talking to a person, a lover who seems to have maybe been cheating on you. Uh, and then or at least you, been a shit bag. Yeah. And the shit bag. And it's like, so I'm going to break up, but then just can't, just can't pull yourself away. You know, come oh, crawling man, back for another taste of that and, sweet, sweet candy. <laughs> and when Mama you go, when you slam the door, I think you know that you won't be away too long. You know that I'm not that strong. Oh, that's really dark. A little bit more of Stockholm syndrome, Sweden syndrome. Eh? Yeah. Eh? Um, um, so I have another genius annotation here. Oh, those are so good. Okay, here it comes. So helpful. Uh, so this is for the lyric, just one look and I can hear a bell ring. One more look and I forget everything. Whoa, oh, oh. Whoa. Um, wait, am I reading? Hold on. Yeah. No, that's, that's. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay yeah. Okay, here it is. The fire. Uh, so, so this is from uh, Genius and, oh, who is this from? Two contributors. It took two people to come up with Nicole this. 13, Nicole 13 and Julio Burt won. Uh, the fire man. has reignited within her. Fire is symbolic for the passion she feels towards him. No, I think it's a literal fire. Feel, and how he makes her feel warm and giddy inside. Um, just a quick reminder, uh, there's no fire in the lyric. <laughs> there is there isn't the line before. And, and the annotation covers the line before also where... They say, there's a fire within my soul. Oh, I was reading the wrong spot. Yeah, okay, okay. you were. Okay, my bad, my bad. Um, however, it's worth noting that a fire is not controlled. That, sorry. However, it's worth noting that a fire that is not controlled could ultimately lead to destruction. Wait, what? Essentially, what do you, what is her that, desire what for him will cause her downfall and leave her hurt. Whoa. As the Robert Frost poem goes, <laughs> some say the world will end in fire. Some say in ice, but from what I've tasted of desire, I hold with those who favor fire. Webster's Dictionary defines fire as... (laughs) I didn't know that he was the original offender (laughs) of rhyming fire with desire. Uh, Yeah, but it's an internal rhyme, so I can maybe let him get away with it. Or mm, sort of. It's Uh, an A-B-A-A rhyme scheme. I guess it's not quite as offensive as some people do it. Uh, Sitz Pinkler responded to this uh, about four months ago and said, the Robert Frost bit is pretty unrelated. The rest just rest- restates the line. Frowny face. face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What a great community. <laughs> <laughs> there are just a bunch of geniuses, you know? I mean, Mensa has kind of been usurped, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No longer needed. Obsolete. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is... These are really interesting lyrics, actually, because they say, just one look and I can hear a bell ring. One more look and I forget everything. Everything. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, But that bit about hearing a bell ring is like kind of an interesting non sequitur moment where it's like, what does that mean? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Are you, do you have like a, um, like a tinnitus or something? Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, well, um, Genius has something to say about that. <laughs> uh, the bell she up. hears ringing could be wedding bells or perhaps even an alarm bell, Whoa. warning her that she's stepping on dangerous territory. For every look she takes, she forgets a little bit more of what he has done to her, and what? she falls more in love. This is fan fiction now. And she falls more in love with him. Well. She may also be forgetting everything else around her, including common sense. Which is around her, as yep. he is all she thinks about. Common sense is the water we swim in. It's the yeah. air we breathe. Um, uh, do you want to play that intro? They, I, I do. I was going to say they, they finish up that annotation with a gif from the movie version of the musical Hairspray, uh, which just says, I can hear the bells overlaid on kind of an unrelated animation of the main character driving with her love interest. Zach Efron. Is that a Zach Efron? Yeah, it's a Zach Efron. It's a Zach Efron, not the Zach Efron. Yeah. I mean, it depends which which Zachs you think are canonical. Yeah, well. I think this is peak Zach. It's fucking great. What is happening on that marimba? Because it it sounds kind of um, it sounds kind of discordant, Dis- discordant. Let me transcribe it for you real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is that interval that the marimba is playing? You know what? This is funny. Um, this is the same interval that that he <laughs> uh, that's from um, uh, yeah by Usher. God damn it! I knew. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it reminded me of a, of a rap song. I was like, this sounds like the intro to a rap song, or maybe it was sampled. That's why it's so fucking fresh. Yeah. Maybe they stole it from him. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, they went um, back in time. It really starts sounding good, though, once the electric guitar comes in. Yeah. Because the electric guitar goes, do, 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 um, which makes a, it's a minor six on top of a minor six. So the marimba is going, you know, one to, and a minor six up, and then the guitar goes to a minor six above that. So it's this, like, big, spread out, um, warm chord mm-hmm. um, that's... Uh, very dramatic mm-hmm. and it's good uh, it's good writing yeah <laughs> it's so much more interesting so so what is that interval a minor six a minor six okay that's right so wait that is a lay if you're hip to solfeggio did you get laid what you don't yeah. have to brag about it cameron it's <laughs> <laughs> changing the subject yeah um so wait that's a a uh, like a flatted six in relation to the other note uh, that's right. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's but that's kind of a discordant because it's like one semitone up from the fifth, right? So right, like right, the, right, right. the one. In- it's definitely outside of the key signature, so it's, it's oh, very dramatic. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the sound that you hear in like every um, R. Kelly song, mm. like that, like the, even like the tra- the trapped in the closet. It's just constantly going back and forth between those two intervals. Uh, okay. It's like a a very easy sort of dramatic mm-hmm. um, composition choice. Cool. But most people don't do it, and it sounds really great in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's kind yeah, of a, I really love like super loud and clangy wooden marimbas. <laughs> um, it yeah, it does remind me All of like marimbas are wooden. I think. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is that like they have this clangy kind of like harsh sound, even though they're you know they're not like glockenspiels yeah you're not like little little metal things yeah yeah but they sound like they sound like a marching band or like a drum corps or something which is this such a unique sound that no one really wants in their music <laughs> you know and i love everyone hates it and that's why cameron it. loves yeah. it <laughs> uh, you should write a fan to letter to corps. abba <laughs> yeah cool Okay, well, any uh, final closing th- thoughts? I think we covered the best songs. Uh, musically, Mamma Mia is pretty fucking good. SOS uh, is also very good musically. Lyrically, Hey Hey Helen, I think, is the best one. Yep. Um, oh, worst song. I think Tropical Maybe I do, I do, I do. Love Land is quite bad. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Uh, if we can include bonus tracks, ABBA here has a uh, version of Pick a Bale of Cotton. That oh, my God. They perform in a medley with... Uh, uh, on top of Old Smokey and Midnight Special. So Cameron had never heard this song before, Pick a Bale of Cotton, uh, despite hanging around the old-time music. I guess it's not really an old-time song. Uh, it's mostly I've never heard it, yeah. a spiritual that gets appropriated by white people who want to sing offense, uh, insensitively about uh, the uh, crushing mundane labor of slavery. Yeah, so... Oh, I pretty thought you great. were about to put. Oh here no, no, I don't. I don't Please have it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awful. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah, and I don't know. Sweden probably, especially in the seventies, was probably not very uh, hip to uh, some of those issues about appropriativeness and whatnot. I mean, hell, yeah, not like uh, us here in the states. <laughs> yeah, we were so hip to it in the seventies. Such a progressive, enlightened time. That that is something that I'm curious about. Like, um, just because we, it's like because of the burden uh, of like <laughs> becoming woke and like fixing mistakes is like so much higher on like more oppressive societies. Does that sometimes make the people in it like more aware and more sensitive? And, uh, like, definitely not. <laughs> there are plenty of people who are absolutely not aware or sensitive. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, um, I just. I've seen all of this, like, it's not that hard to find, um, like, Japanese TV with, like, blackface. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. kind of thing. I guess a- Albin, our resident uh, Swedish, Swede. Um, can, can <laughs> he is you, a resident. Swedish Swede. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell me, um, one, what's in the fish? And then, two. What's in the um, fish? Yeah, the Swedish fish. Oh, I think it's just uh, caviar. <laughs> <laughs> guts and uh, also yeah how racist are people in sweden i'm kind of genuinely curious yeah um yeah. isn't isn't sweden and possibly norway the place where uh, santa has like a bunch of uh like dark-skinned elves that hang around with him <laughs> I'm pretty- is that really in, in the folklore yeah oh no let me just uh google santa's black elves <laughs> <Don't> do- <laughs> oh god <laughs> the first hit is gay santas and black elves my merry christmas <laughs> i mean that sounds chill as hell <laughs> send me that link yeah oh it's uh I, I guess it's holland and uh 
I'm going to mangle this pronunciation, but uh, Zwarte Piet. Zwarte is, a, of course, a cognate with German Schwarz, which means dark. Um, well, Holland, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> yeah, there we go. They're, so They're kind of into that shit. Yeah. Historically. Traditionally, Zwarte Piet is said to be black because he is a Moor from Spain. Those portraying Zavarta Piet typically put on blackface, makeup, and colorful Renaissance in attire. Yikes. In addition to curly wigs, red lipstick, <laughs> no. and earrings. In recent years, the character has become a subject of controversy, especially in the Netherlands. Well, I mean, that is where it's happening, so that's probably where the so. controversy is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, I don't know. They don't have quite... I was going to say they don't have quite the... Um, baggage that we do about blackface but then again i think the dutch were pretty shitty colonialists oh yeah i mean didn't they like run the slave trade <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they had like the um all kinds of like mercantile societies that were doing all kinds of crazy shit yeah yes anyway oh my god <laughs> the more i read this article on wikipedia the worse it gets Nickelodeon in the Netherlands also decided to use a racially mixed group of actors to portray Piet in their holiday broadcasts instead of people in blackface. But right. RTL Netherland made a similar decision in the autumn of 2016 and replaced the character with actors with soot on their faces. No. Is that a similar decision? Is that equally as enlightened to use a racially mixed group of actors? Just be like, okay, they're not blackface. It's not in blackface. They just have soot on their faces. They're just dirty boys. They're just dirty. Oh, that's so racist. Well, on that <laughs> it's note, my, it's my favorite uh, uh, Disney Channel show. That's so that's racist. So racist. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring the character of uh, racist. What's her name? What is Raven? What was her last name? Raven. Something? I was trying to remember. I mean, I never watched the show. She was psychic. She was. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, she would have a premonition. People would be like, "That's so Raven. <laughs> that's so racist. She's psychic." <laughs> She's the only psychic I know. That's so Raven. <laughs> the thing she's doing. Yep. It's totally her style. <laughs> oh, that's so Raven. <laughs> it's an extremely Never stupid more. joke. <laughs> that's so Raven. <laughs> Quote the Nickelodeon star. Nevermore. Okay. Well, let's end there. Next week, we'll be back with ABBA's album. Disney Channel, you ignorant fuck. Wait, what? Are they different? Are those different things? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Disney own Nickelodeon? Yeah, or and I care a lot about it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't want to talk anymore. Let's end. <laughs> Next week, we'll be back with Arrival by ABBA. Also, ABBA. In the meantime, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Uh, you could write us a review on iTunes, which is really good for us. Um, you can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website where you will get access to bonus episodes, including our new weekly show that we call What's in the Box Weekly. Yeah. This week, we talked about, or I talked about Over the Garden Wall, and Cameron talked about old-time music. I did. Because he's never talked about that before. I basically just did a mini-sode of, <laughs> of my other podcast. Yeah, it was very cool. He's just colonizing it. Um, yeah, so... Uh, you can get access to those bonus episodes. We have our small weekly show, mini-sodes, called What's in the Box Weekly. We also try to do longer uh, feature-length episodes about every month or two. Um, typically, we watch movies, and we have quite a few to watch with ABBA. Um, so if you become a supporter, 
as little as $2 a month will gain you access to those bonus episodes. Get them. Get them. You'll get to learn about all kinds of things that you should be experiencing in culture, like big money rustlers or <laughs> the fountainhead or no Atlas shrugged shit. One of those Ayn, Ayn Rand things or yeah. Skyrim. They're all equally influential. They're all equally good. <laughs> All right. You can also listen to Cameron's other podcast, Get Up in the Cool, which he mentioned, where he talks about old time music nonstop. But if you want just a little taste of and it, plays it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. There's also music on it, too, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and we're having a lot of fun here tonight. And I've been Cameron Dewitt and Granny Gia. <laughs> I've been Nathan Hunt. And here I go again. Dumb be dumb, dumb be dumb, dumb be dumb. <laughs> so you'll appreciate this uh my son is like freaking out downstairs because he swallowed a like a whole chip (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a friday night to me (laughs) just because you know like uh, our history of hurting ourselves and each other with food (laughs) (laughs) yes history just in more subtle and and nuanced and adult history it's it's history it's it's prologue (laughs) past uh future present and history wait (laughs) past present and future how's the rest of that pizza by the way (laughs) oh it's so good i good i ate it you didn't tell me what kind it was it was my favorite kind of pizza black olives and nothing else well besides like cheese and sauce (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you mean it's just a jar of black olives <laughs> it's just a jar of black olives that i dumped on a loaf a of bread <laughs> i call that pizza <laughs> now that's what i call a pizza